0: And we're, back, and we're 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 back. Yeah, it's it's a Star Wars review. <laughs> this is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also Mike. This is a movie event review podcast. We are finally tackling the Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, the ninth and final chapter question mark marketing ooh of the Rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker saga for all things Star Wars. Uh, I am your co-host, Mike One. That is co-host also Mike. I am back. <laughs> I am back because the opening crawl said so. Oh, boy, do we have things to say. So, look, um, we're going to get into it. We're going to give you all our thoughts, unabashed and uncensored, about what we think about episode nine. You can probably tell by our tone which way we lean. It's a very polarizing movie. You've probably seen that for yourself. This is not a regular Oscar sprint profile. It's not necessarily an award show type movie event either. It's just kind of a big movie event. So we want to kind of just talk about it, give our thoughts and get some things off our chest. Mike and I happen to see this pretty much the same way. Uh, if nothing else we're hoping to give you at least a counterpoint if you loved this movie or maybe give you uh, you know some kind of uh, a reality check if, if you didn't either we have
1: reasons yeah. we thought all night about it and uh, I think it's important to to Do the professional critic thing and and lay it down and you can agree or disagree with us and and hopefully you like us despite our reasons against this movie. There are things we liked about it. Yes. We'll talk about those too and uh, we'll get things started quickly with a basic specs like production profile here, Michael. Cast and crew. Okay, look, I mean, you know this is a J.J. Abrams movie. You know Chris Terrios is his right-hand man as a screenwriter. You know Daisy Ridley, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Boyega, Tran, Isaac, Hamill, Daniels, Nyong'o, Gleason. They're all here. There's another huge list of supporting actors who also get involved that we'll talk to you about. We're going to make mention of some fake awards regarding them and certain Muppets that are involved <laughs> as well. But we want to get into this intro
0: quick, right? Yeah, so just some quick rundown, some quick credit scores and audience scores. It does have a high audience score. Last I checked, right before we hit record on Rotten Tomatoes, something like 89%. Uh, So people do like it. That is contrasted with the IMDb audience score, though, which is just barely above a six on twenty-something thousand reviews. So I guess it depends on who you ask. Like, it's I said only
1: this, two thousand reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So far, there you well. go, so too. Maybe it'll so go down.
0: yeah, I mean, it is polarizing across the board. Fifty-three meta score at Last check, fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which qual- classifies and qualifies it as a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. If you live your life by the tomato meter right now, that's kind of where we are as far as how this movie has been reviewed. But like we said when we previewed it in MMO Weekly recently, that doesn't matter. Because it's going to make money at least stateside. At least stateside, because in China
1: it's only being projected to make like 17 million. Yeah, which is over shocking. the weekend. Which is shocking because the Force Awakens made 142. This is a Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, Last Jedi made 42. It's just insane that it's gone down that much. It's opening
0: in fourth place behind three other Chinese openings. That's oh, my cra- God. That's crazy. On track to do 175 or more stateside, which would be lower than the previous two installments in the sequel trilogy. Not a great sign, especially considering, look, when you have like the finale, as Avengers Endgame will attest to, when you have something that's leading up to this big finale, you're supposed to bring back... Uh, fans to the franchise and people that may have left or jump shipped in the second entry. That's not happening here. This is going to be the lowest opening of these three movies mm-hmm. and how can you compete with episode seven that shattered every box office record but it's going to do worse than episode eight. I have bad news for people who hate episode eight and we're chanting fuck Ryan Johnson at the end of this film uh, as I was in the theater surrounded by.
1: Look, I wanted to give my theater going experience because I watched it once. I walked out of the movie. I had to pee really bad because it was too <laughs> long but most movies are too long this year so again, fine. I'm at the urinal and I'm like I'm supposed to go into a 9 o'clock movie and it's 8.58 I'm peeing, I'm peeing, I'm peeing you (laughs) like the story folks? I literally, I've never done this before in my life. I took my phone out with my left hand, opened up the AMC A-List app. I'm already, this is my fourth watch of the week, so I'm paying for this one out of pocket. Right. It's a $14 ticket. Before 9 o'clock ticks down, I am able to re- get a refund for my 9 o'clock showing, and I did not want to see it again. That is the truth. Now, when truth. you
0: say you didn't want to see it again, that's personal preference. You were just not, you were done with it?
1: Well, I, what I hope to do on these like movie events mm-hmm. where we said, all right, we're going to record this Friday. Everybody's off
0: Friday. Yeah, you so watch multiple times.
1: I, I did that for Joker. Like, yep. Joker, I wanted to go in immediately afterwards, see it twice. I, I, I try to pay that attention to, to all these movies, at least see them twice. This one, I was like, I can't think of something I want to do less yeah. than going back in to see this again.
0: Yeah, I had a. a See, like, there are things I like. I did like about this movie, genuinely and truly. Yes, me too. This is one of the more disgusting feelings I've ever had at a theater watching uh. something because I was just surrounded by people, grown men, who were openly like, "Fuck Ryan Johnson." That's what you get, I can't Ray. That. She ne- I, like literally. I- there were four grown men in the bathroom after mine that were chanting, "Fuck Ryan Johnson," and they were like, "Did you get it? Did you get it when Luke said I, I was wrong? Did you get it?" Oh, God. So this movie was made for that crowd i'm sorry yeah. i know there's a lot of decent and good star wars fans and i know there's some that liked it uh, ken Knapsack of collider i talked to him before we hit record yeah. today big star wars fan we love him we had him on our show and he loved this movie so there are people that do see value in it and did like this movie quite a bit it just so happens that i know there are a lot of not so wonderful uh, film people that maybe also found value in this movie we gotta
1: call him like we see him. Yeah. We gotta give you our honest takes, and and we're we're gonna come down mostly negative on this, but uh, we'll we'll mention some positives. So, Mike, you have the first award today.
0: Yeah. Before we get started here and really get into the plot or anything, the did Disney try to get out ahead of any franchise fatigue they thought the reception of this movie may cause by announcing the Kevin Feige trilogy award, which is pretty much my question, and then I, I just put it as an elongated title. But did Disney maybe see people getting upset about Episode Eight? They made a conscious decision, which was in the water, the whole lead-up to this movie, to backtrack. We all knew, there were enough feelers out there that this was going to kind of back away from what Ryan Johnson did. So did they maybe notice and fear that this may cause a little fatigue and anger in the stratosphere and push that Kevin Feige announcement forward? This movie should have been called The Retcon of Skywalker. That's
1: what it should have been called. That's the honest title. But this movie just lied to us throughout the marketing and they lied to us throughout everything. I am in a glass case of emotion and this is my Ron Burgundy award because I'm calling up (laughs) the news studio and I'm like, you've always been a good friend, Kevin Feige. You've always been a good friend. And I'm crying and I'm hoping that he's going to get the next trilogy right because I'm really rattled at this point by Disney. I haven't been this disappointed since, well, It Chapter 2, I guess. So yeah. It well, been that It's long. a
0: weird year for sequels, man.
1: Weird year. And, Michael, I do want to reiterate that we're being lied to with this premise. The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. All right, number one, the surviving resistance is a lie. There are enough people to fit on the Millennium Falcon at the end of... <laughs> eight yep and at the beginning of nine you got this whole army yeah. fuck you yep. that's a lie yep they're facing the first order oh wait no they're not they're facing yep. something else all right and they told us that and then once more
0: in the final <laughs> chapter of the skywalker saga bullshit i'm calling bullshit that's what was going to be my next question so do you think this is the actual end of the skywalker saga or do you think no, we they called
1: yet? they retconned yeah. it at the end yeah The the, the fucking title retcons that very fact So all points of this It's not the final chapter It's not the final chapter of the Skywalker Saga Because we said something at the end It's not the surviving resistance that we thought we had They don't face the First Order It's not once more It's bullshit,
0: it's a lie It's a ball of lies, I give it the ball of lies The Big Little Lies Award Palpatine's back, what? (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine they're in that forest planet And somebody's walking by And just casually (laughs) mentions that what? What are you, Palpatine? What? Yeah. I, I go, fine, you're going to establish that in the opening crawl. All right, fine. So there's where... Look, if you're going... T- I didn't mind the first hour. I really didn't. I hate the idea of bringing back Palpatine because it's just such a force and it's such fan service. But my prism was, if we're if I have to accept that Emperor Palpatine is back somehow, okay this is what we're going to do as a lead-up, fine. It's at least digestible to me.
1: But the first hour wore me down. Like, there's shit I tolerate and then and and there's shit that, that eventually gets to me and if you're going to pull the same nonsense throughout the first hour like they do at the middle of the the episode 7 mm. and it's it's what's even worse is like all the things i disliked about episode 8 and i did dislike a bunch sure. of things about episode 8 they're also in this movie like this movie <laughs> remind me of that stuff
0: too compounded
1: and, and yeah, i know i'm coming off like really negative right now we're going to get into some we positives are. I'm in sorry. a minute it's just it, <laughs> like it's just a souring experience yeah. to point. point where guess what you were going to get 14 more of my dollars disney and i did not give them to you i asked
0: for my refund before i went to see you the second time i feel like a a proud father now that you're turning against disney after all my pleading for all these months mike
1: if they do this to me 13 or 14 more times
0: (laughs) i might get mad uh but they still win in the end (laughs) um all right let's get to some positives or at least some stuff uh I didn't give through the whole spiel because we were excited to get into it. This is all non-spoiler, like always. We will have a spoiler warning. Get to the spoiler section. So if you've not seen the movie yet, you're in a safe space right now. Let's talk about it. Uh, my first ever three-time award winner for a single character, the the Scene Stealer Award, but also the Give Me the Babu Frick Trilogy Award, <laughs> but also the earliest indicator that this movie is going to be jumping the shark every chance it gets award because the character's name is babu frick look when you're on the heels of a boba fett adjacent property being the biggest reason and the biggest selling point to buy disney plus is boba fett's cousin babu frick really the best name we can do in this scenario it's a linguistic cousin because
1: <laughs> his real cousin is Pepe the King Prawn, the new Muppet <laughs> yes. from the new Muppet movies. Yes, he's cool. He's adorable. Uh, I probably heard worse names. I mean, it's kind of a catchy name. I like it. But I weird. hate that name. Right,
0: <laughs> I love the character. The character could not be more adorable. And sin- sincerely, I mean, he's an all-powerful type of mechanic. So I would like to see more about him. But I laughed several times
1: out loud at the goofy-ass names yeah. in this movie. I mean, it's not <sighs> unobtainium bad, right? But Babu <laughs> Frick was kind of ridiculous. Exigal.
0: Egg-se-gul. Yes. Exigal. What the hell is it's that? It's a mixture between eggs and Charles de Gaulle. An exit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. All right, uh, overall, this screenplay was an absolute disaster. Uh, they did a t- terrible job bringing these characters together in any meaningful ways. You know, beyond the b- whole Babu Frick excursion, I thought. I, I-, I love that whole sequence, uh, Same like here. you did. Uh, I think everything else was written down in pencil, and I heard they had a lot of last second changes with the script. Chris, Chris Terrio was there on set rewriting it as they did it, and that's bad. That's bad <sighs> writing. That's l- last second changes. That worries me. It
0: felt like they were trying to take a square script and just force it into this round hole of of this amalgamation of we're sorry for all of you who we upset with episode 8. Here's every character you love in this franchise coming back for no reason whatsoever. Uh, just take it. T- take th- and Just shoulder blocking it to get through yeah. the doorway. The best of the worst
1: stuff here is I- I'm not going to give them a lot of crap about the Leia's, Leia stuff. Stuff too. It's really yeah, tough to. They were actually given an impossible challenge yes. there. I think they did their best. They made the best of that. They give her a, a resounding tribute, and I'm okay with that. And, and all the characters react to it. I yeah. think they did that right. Uh, you know, tip of my hat because if you only had that those scenes and that footage, right? How do you make anything coherent out of that?
0: Yeah, I, think I they really I'm paid with you. attention
1: and they they thought that through.
0: Yeah, I I was back and forth the whole time. I echo a lot of what you just said. You know. No, it doesn't work, and it's painful. But yeah, I thinking about it afterwards. I, I would be much more upset if they didn't do some kind of tribute to Carrie Fisher, or if they would just explained away the Leia character is having an off-screen death. That would have upset me more because she is, especially if you're going out of your way to bring back the people you bring back, and yeah. that's kind of a spoiler. But whatever. Um, She needed to be in this. Leia needed to be in this. So I'm okay. It was an impossible task, like you said. Did it work? No. But am I happy it's there? Yes. So my biggest issue with the cast, because we're kind of talking about performances Mm -hmm. here,
1: is that... I mean, Mike, did they run all their lines while doing CrossFit? <laughs> I mean, everybody is yelling in the same tone of voice the whole movie. It's just like, here
0: we gotta go here and here's my quippy quote at the end of it. Exposition dump now. Let's go back. I mean, are you kidding me? Well I gotta say, I, I don't know that I, I shared what you're saying there because I actually thought the the performances weren't Terrible. I, I thought, thought for, they were terrible. Yeah, I, I thought did. for a Star Wars performance, they were actually pretty good. I, I didn't have the problem with the tone that you did, as far as the, the speaking lines of dialogue. Ugh. I actually thought one main character was the best performance we've seen out of him in Star Wars. I thought, well, the look. I mean, the Ray. And Adam Driver, yeah. Adam
1: Driver is not going to screw up. Anybody. Exactly, and I think it's this just, is
0: the best Kylo Ren we have. He's going to be Wars. good no matter yeah. what.
1: But every, in terms of his characterization, in terms of Ray's characterization, they're just going off what they've done already. Right. Nothing. He it's just no new ground. the Same notes. Yeah, you're right. So that that's like all right, fine. We're, we left there. We we picked up. All right. You can't screw that up. But to me, they sidelined some of the best characters from the Last Jedi, that,
0: and it's a huge. It's so. Blade, uh, uh, I don't have words. How you do what you this movie does to Kelly Marie Tran after what that poor woman went through, from these fans you're trying to placate for whatever reason, this episode, it's such a
1: disservice it's to her. It's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. And then they half-assed trying to give Lapita Nyong'o's character anything. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, Ryan Johnson did the same thing.
0: He, yeah, he oh, yeah, must, you know, he's guilty of it as well. I he agree. must
1: not have liked the character in the first one. He gave her some nonsense in the, in the episode Eight, and they just half assed giving her a little moment at the end of this, which was awful. But I mean, most of this movie, just like Force Awakens, it's like, oh hey, it's you, and I'm giving this the, oh hi, oh hi Mark, <laughs> oh hi Mark award, because Lando just, all right, he's there, and then we have uh, this other character who's just, all right, they're there. I mean, they're on this planet, so we, we're, that's why we're here, because there's that, there, they're there. Yeah. And things just happen. And we fall through a hole, and then look, we're okay because everything great's gonna happen after that. And then, look,
0: uh, that's uh, the big one of the biggest takeaways for me is that in this world of Star Wars. If you fall down a big pit, everything's fine. Mike, you're fine. <laughs> I'm so mad at the laziness of this because I, I know
1: you're saying they're forcing you know the squares. Yeah, and you're. I think we're both right in the sense, but it's lazy writing because it's literally retroactive. Something happens, and then they go right back and explain it, or they're yes. going to give a quick burst of exposition right before something else happens. Right. It's never something organically building on itself from natural causality. That's why this is melodrama, folks.
0: And there's so few chances taken. They, they flirt with taking away some beloved characters and then minutes later, never mind, everything's fine. They flirt with a character losing his memory, a main character, and he's never going to be the same again. And then three scenes later, never mind, he's got his memory back. It's so... It's like new Coke, you know, it's like, it's just, it's changing something that's so good to try and please this new audience that you don't need to please. Dom Hall Gleason is like, uh, general
1: deus ex machina in this. <laughs> it's so stupid. And it's just, it, it happens in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Screw you guys. I mean, you could have done better. This is like the, a goofy ass kids movie that they don't care about making sense of it. It's like a bad action movie, Mike, where yeah. we usually would forgive it and if it, if you didn't have the the last two episodes, then you're dealing with a situation that winds up being six
0: underground. Oh boy, it's that <laughs> bad. Well, six underground at least didn't have John Williams doing the score for it. I thought he's the series MVP. Uh, the score is magnificent as always I wanted to highlight it because I don't know how John Williams doesn't have eight Oscars for best original score on his mantle and is working towards his ninth it does get you into the movie it does suck you in it does set the scene the moments that you know are supposed to feel dramatic are heightened because of his work there and agreed he does a great job with everyone's theme music he does that trope that that great score makers do where they elongate the score and put it throughout different pieces with other music on top of it really great job I just wanted to give him mention because after you know 18 billion years of work on the same property it's got to become tiresome for him to stay so innovative
1: and there's callbacks to like the last five movies too which is really cool so uh, i'm in for all that and i'm usually score deaf in terms of the production values i'm gonna say that these set designers and the production design i mean give all of them medals yeah like at the end of star wars a new hope there's a big ceremony yes like i would just boot Ray and Adam Driver. I know you like Adam Driver. i boot them all off the stage and bring all
0: of these. I wouldn't let them give speeches because they'd be boring. But I... A lot of yeah. melding of worlds of yours coming in here. Yes, there's a lot of baggage
1: into this, but I would give all of the production designers medals because, my God, and I, I raved about it in the uh, the trailers. I mean, the ice glacier planet. I mean, Kazim, you have all these desert planets. There's a big, crazy, uh, unique alien thing going on mm-hmm. at one of the planets that they visit. i love I loved every set, I loved every setting, you got all new uh, evil bad guy layers, and I, I think they did a, a beautiful job.
0: I like the homage to Burning Man that just pops up <laughs> in the first act of this movie, where we're all of a sudden in the desert yes. partying and doing all kinds of drugs, that was fun. Uh, you know, I, I echo what you're saying, I, this is what's so frustrating though, right Mike? Like, you have all the hallmarks of what makes every great Star Wars movie a great Star Wars movie here, including J.J. Abrams, who has proven he can make a great Star Wars movie, yeah,
1: I'm going to give this movie the half-ass, yeah. which is a trophy that is just half an ass. <laughs> just one Because I, I mentioned it already, it's just it's just lazy connective tissue, yeah. lazy connections, whatever you want to call it. Ironically,
0: like... an ass is made up of connective tissue itself. Yeah. So, yeah, so it,
1: it, it it really doesn't work. I'm going to tell you why in a second, but you have one more award in terms of the performance.
0: And look, I echoed this. I hinted at it already. I think 2019, it's the Year of Driver Award, and yeah. this is a great capping of him. To me, this is the best Kylo run we've had in these three movies movies. I think he's throwing the most versatility. I think there's certainly some aspects to his performance or at least to what his character is given in the script that is incredibly forced, almost out of nowhere and totally falls flat completely. But I think what he brought to the character really jumps off the screen. He, like you said, you're not going to get a bad performance out of Adam Driver, certainly at least not at this point in his career. I think he's aces. He's not Marriage Story good, but he's great in this movie, especially for a Star
1: Wars performance. And you can see what J.J. Abrams liked from The Last Jedi. And it, and it ha- and involves those two principal yeah. characters because, yes, he, he literally took exactly what happened from the last movie brought it into this movie and tried to deal with that conflict but he tore down a lot of other stuff and I'm going to give this the tear down Award. It's a, it's a bad award. You don't want to get this award. It's much easier to tear something down to the build something up from from whole cloth and J.J. spends a lot of time in this movie explaining away things he didn't like from The Last Jedi. Oh, you think? And then he spends too much energy doing mental gymnastics to connect things in this story to the original trilogy that really shouldn't connect. He did that in The Force Awakens 2. That's why everybody said it was like a Christmas special. It was like a holiday special. It was like a, you know a sitcom reunions thing and it just doesn't work so it's like you're taking down this cool new restaurant that's trying all these cool new foods and everybody loves it and then you put a fast food restaurant there because you owe you know you, yeah. you paid more money than you know they, they everybody has a price and yeah. you just you know bought out the place They'll let
0: me take you to my favorite little hole in the wall spot for dinner mcdonald's award yeah, yeah and
1: there's cool stuff about mcdonald's we all like
0: our you know big mac every now and again Boy, and do i Applebee's or whatever you want to say. (laughs) And again, I just want to reiterate, I know we're coming off negative. We are two people that very much liked episode eight, right? So that's probably playing into this a little bit. I just think, though, as critics, it's, man, structurally, especially with plot, and because we do spend a lot of our reviews honing so much in on the script and the plot specifically, it's really tough to to talk out out of these and get good out of the things we're saying
1: aren't good yeah, and to send you into spoilers one final award i'm giving this the worst foreshadowing ever award because you basically know what's going to happen at the end of the movie just like you know it's coming in spoilers right well beforehand because it's the worst foreshadowing ever
0: that
1: works for our spoiler section there as well. you go let's go to spoilers
0: spoilers ahead This is a spoiler warning. Spoilers. All right, let's try this. This is the spoiler section for episode nine, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Jedi, Return of the Falcon, whatever. Uh, if you've not seen this movie already, this is a good place for you to hit pause, head to your theater, bring a pillow you could scream into. We'll be here waiting for you when you come <laughs> back to hit play. Uh, if you've seen the movie already, you want to hear our thoughts about the plots or if we just hyped up the spoiler section for you so much in the non-spoiler section, you cannot possibly go another minute without hearing what we have to say we may have given it away already but that's all right just tag along with us let us know how you feel but this is the spoiler section for star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker Might the final chapter in the skywalker saga. i just want to see if i can get steam to come out of your ears throughout this section lies all right, let's go into it uh let's talk about best scenes let's be positive to start I'm gonna give the
1: whole section an award here, okay? Because this is the almost best scene award. For every best scene, it's it's still overshadowed by more worse. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I'm just gonna again. I'm gonna be honest with you, folks. If you hate me, then you really hate me in this episode. Hopefully, you love to hate me. <laughs> in terms of an attraction to a podcast and all, can, this can stuff I help like you out? We're trying to get. your
0: early two thousands Triple H right now. You're just an <laughs> egomaniacal maniac at the top of the I'm, card, I'm, holding everyone down. I
1: should lean. I should lean into the the <laughs> heelness. Right.
0: Exactly. Of Embrace this somehow. It. Uh, but yeah,
1: they're all going to be bad. And I'll tell you another
0: thing Star Trek's better. <laughs>
1: Avengers Endgame is better. The MCU is better. But I think it was end in this movie,
0: Endgame. They did it. <laughs> I, yes, you're right. It's so derivative. <laughs> yes, it is. You all right, best, it. best, Mike. Let's start with what we like. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get stuff that we enjoyed with this movie out of the way plot wise. I did like a decent number of things in this. And I start with the Those Are New award. That scene. Look, this whole premise is, at least for the first 90 minutes, the inner struggle within Rey. And is she good? Is she going to embrace the dark side? Will she accept Kylo Ren's hand because he said, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm going to offer you my hand again. And it's supposed to be this whole inner conflict. And that really is crescendoed at this scene in the desert at Burning Man where Chewie is taken hostage by the stormtroopers. He's put on a storage Mm -hmm. container. And there's this fight and we see the true extent of Rey and Ren's powers as they have become powerful enough apparently to force grab a storage ship that is trying to take off. And they're having this force battle between pushing and pulling it to she wants to stop it from taking off with Chewie. He wants to push it to go away with Chewie. And then we see Rey's electric fingers. Like Palpatine, from way back when in the original trilogy, explode the ship and we think Chewie's dead. So, I thought this was the coolest thing ever.
1: Yes. I really thought My it was, mouth dropped. I thought it was awesome. And I'm giving this the mic. I almost guessed the big plot twist, but I'm not even proud of myself because I didn't <laughs> want it to happen award. And I actually didn't want to spoil everybody in our MMOWs, our last two. I didn't want to spoil them for this movie Yeah. award award.
0: Right. Well, at that point, too, you were also like, you you had hoped that this, this would be okay. Right. You at least weren't soured completely on the movie at that point, I would think. But at this point, I started to roll my eyes at the movie. Right, right. Because I'm like
1: all right, damn it, this is what I didn't want to have happen. I didn't want this retconning to happen. Yep. Once she did the lightning figure, fingers, we nobody else has that. Exactly. She's a Palpatine. Exactly. We know
0: this. And that's not what we wanted to happen. And it's compounded and made even worse by literally three minutes later. I mean, you think this is supposed to be an emotional scene, and it's really not given that much emotional weight within its placement, but for all intents and purposes, for three minutes, Chewbacca has just exploded in front of us and is dead. And I thought like, oh my god, that's bold. Yes, like, exactly. Same movie. here.
1: Bold stuff happened in this movie, bullshit. Right. Bold stuff happens, <laughs> for and two then minutes. they immediately yeah. rest time. <laughs> bold stuff happens for two minutes. For two minutes, yeah, bold stuff happens. Chewie Chewy died. Oh no! Yeah. And then everybody gets their reaction shot.
0: Oh no, it's what a heart-wrenching scene. And even like if you give any analysis or meta-analysis about what these characters must be thinking in real time. Every choice in this movie kind of unravels. So I'm to believe Mm -hmm. that who we think has some sort of connection to Palpatine, obviously, in Rey now, seeing the lightning fingers. I'm supposed to believe that a Palpatine-adjacent character with those powers in Rey is so powerful that she can stop a transport and blow it up just with thought. But she can't keep track that there's two transports that leave the same area. She has. She gets confused as to which one as her friend and which one doesn't. Why are there two transports in <laughs> with the middle, one prisoner in the middle of the desert? <laughs> it's one prisoner. Why are there two transports? There. I mean, they happen to be there. Are you kidding yeah. me? I, that's what I mean. Like, if you put any thought into this, so many things unravel, and it's a it's annoying because there is stuff to like. There is good stuff. And I'll give you another example. The next thing I liked. Hey, didn't see a standing there award. Han Solo comes back, man, and I was again. Yeah. After we have this glorious battle between Rey and Ren happening on the Death Star, which is... My God, if I thought the argument in Marriage Story was contrived, getting to this Death Star was a bit of a contrivance. But we get there, fine, it is. It looks beautiful, it's great, I loved it, I think it's one of the highlights of the film. And then Han Solo comes out of nowhere as like this memory of Ben's, and he's basically goading Ben to to give up the dark side and join the good... It was shocking to me, and I appreciated it, even though it again came with its own set of problems. So uh, that whole scene is a problem to me because they stage
1: a battle to the death, right. right? And and he doesn't want that. And if he's smart enough to to, to try and uh, capture her, he should set a trap for her. Yeah, like you you can't you can't capture her here. She, she's too powerful. So basically, you're forced to fight her to the death, which is not what he wanted to do, and he loses because he's not willing to kill her. I mean you know, he had a, he had the jump on her in a bunch of different scenarios
0: and he doesn't use it because he doesn't want to kill her he wants to turn her. Yeah and and Ray at that point in the movie too you come into this problem with Ray where it's the same problem you have why like it's impossible to write a successful superman script like at this point we know Ray's god. So how do you have a how do you make god in trouble exactly both of them are too powerful
1: right to, to handle and uh, you think you're going to get a battle of gods at the end but you don't even we get that d- yeah. or you kind of do no. but. all right uh, look something else i really liked i love jedi shining and i'm going to give this the shining award <laughs> uh, because shining. i loved it in the last two movies i think it's really cool i loved the badass way that ray gives kylo or jedi ben her lightsaber in the final fights even though It's so stupid that the Knights of Ren would actually be fighting against him there because aren't they his buddies anyway? All right, fine, they're not his buddies really because of the Sith guys. They're bad. They look bad, so they're bad.
0: That's why they're bad. Because they look bad. They're in black. They're bad. that's how you know they're bad. I'm, I was, by the way... Fuck you guys. <laughs> by the way, I was shocked, literally, that they didn't give Ben a white shirt at the end. I thought his clothes was just going to change, because that's the type of movie this was. Ugh. The Shining, Is I did gray, though. It's <laughs> yeah, gray, right, because he shades are gray. Right. Thank you, JJ. I, I didn't mind the Shining aspect when Ray and Ren are talking to each other. This thing where you can grab from one world and bring into the other... I mean, so J.J. just watched Nightmare on Elm Street 3 recently. Yeah. I mean, this is straight out of Freddy Krueger's It's playbook.
1: derivative, but it's still cool, though, right? I mean, he, I mean, his tracking mechanism is to shine with her, and then he'll rip off the, the necklace so he knows where she is. I thought that was cool. Put yeah, him I, him I, I think her, it's cool to see,
0: but then again, yeah. thinking about it, how are these two ever in trouble if they can do that? <laughs> Yeah, how did he find her sooner? Right, exactly! Like, he would be on her the whole time, they would just be battling the entire movie, she could escape to different places in front of the Emperor, like, g- 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 g. I
1: mean, they literally hid from the First Order at this right. point, successfully in the in the jungle, and he allowed that to happen? Yes.
0: That's what I, like, he doesn't know where she is, he can't see she's in this bright white room, it takes Vader's mask falling on... Come on, man! Put a little thought... In, I, 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 listen, I... I, I I have such a problem, Mike, because, like, Mm -hmm. I realize I am Mike one asking J.J. Abrams to put a little thought into something, which is (laughs) ridiculous because he's a very qualified and very hefty... But this just falls flat when you think about it, I feel like.
1: The more you think about this movie, the dumber it is. And, look, the one smart sequence that I really, really loved, I thought it was genuinely a really smart dilemma. Like I said, the the rest of the script was written in pencil. This was written in pen. The C-3PO scenes... In terms of the dilemma he's given, because yeah, he's kind I of agree. annoying. I agree. But like all the, the callbacks to The Great Lines by Anthony Daniels and that
0: character came And it back. was nice to see 3PO be given a spotlight, too. For for how much work Anthony Daniels has meant to this, it's cool that he
1: can't translate Sith. That it makes some yeah, sense. I bought that. I'm with you. I'm totally in for that whole sequence there, and he literally sacrifices his life, and that's a touching moment. I'm looking at all my friends. I was wondering what the hell that meant in the trailer, mm-hmm. and it real that was that was one instance of the marketing that actually there's there's a setup in the marketing, there's a payoff in the film. I'm just I'm I'm glad for that. Now the whole thing about the you know you add the two cute characters. I hated the fact that we're we're gonna fight until we're friends. And I'll give that the we we're fighting till we're friends <laughs> award. You don't know them unless you fight them from Seraph and Matrix. Uh,
0: ah, that's so bad, but
1: it's cool. I guess. So it's kind of a positive
0: and it's kind of a negative. I love Carrie Russell. That's what I was going to ask you next. I thought she did great in this as well. I'm with you. Uh, Tough to act with just a helmet on and and see through it. And I thought she was wonderful in that. I agree with you about 3PO. Like I said, it's nice to have him in the spotlight. Uh, Again, the highest of highs for me, if it's not the score, if it's not John Williams' work, it is the cinematography and the way that battle on the Death Star is shot, even though it doesn't make sense, even though the decision and conflict that arises in Ben comes from out of nowhere because up to this point in the movie... The whole inner struggle, quote unquote, has been on Rey's side, and then out of nowhere, we're given this choice by Kylo Ren to switch sides. I think that doesn't work for me. He's brought back to life, and I guess facing death will make you think. Sure. That. I, I, get, I didn't
1: have as much of a problem between the give give and take between those right. two. It's just escalating stakes from the first movie, though. It's not like they're giving us, you know, new. I like, agree. I mean, she was tempted in the
0: last movie. And. You know, there is an argument, too, you could say that do you need much more because maybe not. That that chemistry that Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver have, it really does work. And they do work as opposing forces and light and dark and opposite sides of one another. But getting back to what I was originally saying, I think that that fight is the highlight of the movie. On the Death Star, it looks wonderful. It looks incredible. I loved it. But everything, like, it's it's the most perfect-looking meringue on top of this three-week-old fruitcake. Yeah, I was so hoping
1: season. you'd get to it. I was being <laughs> quiet so you'd get to name of your award because I love that analogy.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. I love that scene. I love the way it looks. But it, everything under it just is bleh.
1: I like a fruitcake once every ten right, years. Exactly. I don't want it every year. <laughs> all right, so well, we're... that was our best section. Oh no! <laughs> yes, no, we got to get into these these other awards because oh god, yeah, really all right, awards. so yeah, lowlights that we have and biggest issues that we never really knew them award, and this is because I hate Poe. Why is that? I saw you write that, and I need why because he from the beginning it's like this forced familiarity. Like name ten things about Poe. Right now. Go ahead. Dark haired. Uh you're his stunt double. No. We can't just like the surface. All right, fine. <laughs> but I mean, ten characteristics about Poe. I don't think any of either of us could do it. We know he's that he's not a fleshed out character is what you're saying. Yeah, we know okay. he's a good pilot. We know that he uh, is BB 8s owner. Yeah. We know that he you know he learned some hard lessons, so maybe you can name three, four, and five in the last movie. But, like, I don't
0: have really qualities about his personality down yet. At all. I think you can make that argument about a couple... You know, not the main of the main characters, but you're right in that this isn't... You're not getting the backstory of Han Solo like he did in the original trilogy. You're not even getting the backstory of... Obi-Wan like you did in the second trilogy. Mike, if you ask me to
1: name 10 things about Jack Torrance or Ethan Hunt or Natasha Rowan or Romanoff or Han Solo, we spent quality time with those characters, whether it's efficient... You know, in the middle of an ensemble time, or whether it's in their own standalone movies, and we should know more about Poe at this point. We don't know him. I don't feel like all their hugs are earned. Like I just don't feel it's there. And Poe's like doing things in this movie. I didn't like him in the first movie. I don't like him now. And again, this movie like brings back things I don't like about either other of the other movies.
0: I'm going to name drop a couple other movies, but just to go on your point, what you just said, I'm getting a lot of Justice League flashbacks here, man.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that's a shame to say, but it's like unearned, unsubstantiated moments of, hey, you know these guys, right? Well, here's now the conflict they're facing. Don't worry about their backstory. Yeah, but
1: Zack Snyder is the king of melodrama in those DC movies. That's why it doesn't work. And we had, you know, Michael Bay being the king of melodrama and retroactive screenwriting and exposition before going into and out of the scene. I mean, that's just lazy. It's lazy to have to explain away shit coming in and out of your spectacles. It's just lazy.
0: I, I, you know, tough to disagree with you, man. All right, look, let's... Concentrate on the ending here. Let's get to where we're talking about. I kind of alluded to I gave the, the, the deal away a little bit non-spoiler. I'm sorry about that, but Palpatine's back. This is what happens if you kill me. <laughs> but actually it not it's not what happens. Okay.
1: Because it's not what happens and I'm giving that an
0: award. The setup <sighs> To this conflict at the end, right? Palpatine's back. He wants to bring back the Sith. He wants the First Order to be the Final Order, which is now what the First Order is combined with Sith. And all the Sith live through him. Strike me down, and all of the Sith Lords will possess you, and you will become the Dark Empress. You're saying exactly what he is saying. That's the So if you kill me, it's actually a really well-written dilemma. Right. If you kill me, you give me exactly what I want, and you become the
1: Sith. I was into it. Yeah. But can we talk about how dumb it is, number one, because... So dumb! It's, it's dumb, number one, because if he's telling her all this, unless he's just totally cocky that she's going to do it in that moment, fine. All right, again, he's cocky, he's arrogant, he's a jerk. But if he's like, you know, you're going to get possessed by all the ghosts from The Shining... If you know you kill, if you me, kill me to save your thre- friends, right. which is good motivation. Yes. So again, it's a really complex. The dilemma. setup is there. Like I was like, oh, what's she gonna? What can she do? But then it immediately gets retcon, just like everything <laughs> in this movie. Immediately gets retcon. So, but basically, what he's setting up is that you're gonna have to do something other than brute force. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to... I I am riding myself into this corner. You're going to have to use something
0: other than brute force to win. If you kill me, it's going to be out of anger. If you use anger, you are going to activate the Sith and I win. But apparently the ritual was all conditional. And that's what
1: fans are saying right now and fine. I mean, when he was weak, uh, wimpy guy who was just, you know, the end of episode uh, six... Now, if you kill that helpless old man, now you're becoming the Sith Lord. But if you kill all-powerful Palpatine, use brute force like that, then it doesn't count. I have my hand up. I have <laughs> a do question. You have
0: your hand up. Um, <laughs> says who? <laughs> when is this explained? It's not, Why is it? It's not even. You can't even infer it. No the palpatine is alive the whole genesis of him being there the whole we see snoke and jars we see he's been behind all of this so he has been building up to this big plan you need to tell me that this all-powerful can't be destroyed guy that survived everything guy that's been the puppet master behind everything his plan that he's been working on and manipulating for nine movies unravels if he is able to suck life force out of then why do it And he sucks the life force out of all
1: the ships. You think the ships are dead in the water, falling to their death. And, of course, it's the slowest falling to their death of any fall ever. (laughs) Right? Because all these ships are falling for ten minutes of monologuing while she's able to final fight him.
0: Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's a Star Wars trope, too. That happens all the time. But, yeah, I'm with with you. You're right. And to make matters even
1: worse, Mike, he throws Adam Driver into the abyss... Kylo ran into the abyss, like, which is
0: ironic after throwing his, uh, you know, his grandfather. I into don't want to see a single person in any Star Wars movie ever again throw down a bottomless pit. Because it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no, I mean, it's soap opera. Ch- cheesy at this point. They always go come, Palpatine comes back. Darth Maul, I take spoiler, he comes back. <laughs> you know, like, these people just keep coming back. Does he have, like, a bat thing in his, you know, his, be- <laughs> his
1: pouch there where he's able to connect to the wall or the rock wall or something? He's thrown it to the middle of the
0: pit. He should be dead. Can you imagine for 50 years mm. working on a plan? Mm. Fine-tuning it, manipulating everything, <laughs> getting, getting to the his delicious right, revenge. Right. And then doing the one thing that would undo it all that you don't have to do. One thing, if that's how this story is gonna break down, if he gets unold, then the whole Sith thing doesn't work. You, all you have to not do is suck the life force out of your arch enemy, out of your granddaughter. That's the only thing you don't have to do, and it's the first fucking thing he does. <laughs> And he doesn't even do it right. (laughs) Like, why doesn't he kill them in that moment? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. And it's not you're you're in this matrix like place too. you're surrounded by all the agent smiths of the sith all of a sudden mm-hmm. they don't do anything they just sit there and cheer it's checkmate mike it's <laughs> checkmate and he could have checked all right
1: fine you're not going to become the next sith lord i'll find someone else who will kill me exactly. i guess exactly suicide by somebody exactly. else
0: exactly uh, like but i'll kill you here cuz i still have the power to, to take about you make out or make them fuck and give them a new a new <laughs> baby that you could try this again with you know like <laughs> this it just makes you're my puppets (laughs) and
1: i am the greatest pervert who's ever lived
0: like if he needs a descendant to pass his powers on to figure it out palpatine you can't sit there for 50 years make a plan and be like hey you know a plan i've been working on for five decades not gonna do that plan (laughs) So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid
1: and lazy. And there's a million of things like this. So, there's uh, again, Chewie's blown up. No way. He's okay. Yes. He's on another transport. Yay. Finn and Janna, they actually do something that's the most heroic thing ever. They stay on that Star Destroyer. They turn the, the cannons against yes. the control tower. They save the freaking day. What a heroic At sacrifice. At their own peril. We yeah. think we got consequences. Yep. We finally have consequences in this story. Nope, don't worry. As they're falling off the Titanic. They're looking straight down. The
0: Falcon swoops in and saves them. A giant door comes that's big enough for both of them to float on. Yay. Adam Driver thrown down a shaft. No way. Yay. There's his hand. Why are there always cliffs on these shafts? If you're going to have a bottomless pit, maybe smooth the side so nobody can grab onto anything. Kazim is blown up, but don't worry. Helmet, Girl, and Muppet are back. Yay. And they're in an X
1: Wing. Yay. And then, oh my God, C3PO. We had just a great, harrowing dilemma, and we had consequences that we had to deal with. and be sad over, but don't worry. Yay, R two D two. Here's your burn. memory. What? And then yay, Chewie gets a medal. All right, I actually like that. That made me happy. But-
0: <laughs> <laughs> For what, by the way? Good job blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Good job not being on the other transport. Uh, I, there's other. There's other things. That, look, plot wise, I think we've made the case that we don't think this works. I want to talk about in transition for a minute to kind of behind the scenes and the screenwriting aspect yep. of this. I, I, I if we we're doing awards, my my original was for a guy who was involved in Lost. Some of these one-liners are awfully blatant. Award, I think J.J. Abrams kind of borders on disrespectful a couple times in this script. There's three times. There's three one-liners, Mike. Mm. I'm the spy. <laughs> I was wrong by Luke. Ugh. And I am Iron Man... I mean all the Jedi. <laughs> Has Abrams always been so awkwardly painful and on the nose in big moments like this? I don't remember him being so.
1: I think he's cared more in the past. I even think The Force Awakens worked harder. It just they, they worked harder I agree. in that movie to set things up. There are really creative setups that are beautiful at the beginning of that film. Her sliding down, you know, I mean, her as a scavenger, I I would watch that sequence a hundred times. I think it's gorgeous. I think he's great at setups. To have him as an Act one guy made total sense. He struggled in the finale of that movie, but fine. All right, we're we're reduxing. That was a sequake. I get it. And it was really, really fun. Here, he's like the worst guy for a trilogy, and this was just, just... On the nose. And
0: I know we complain about on the noseness a lot, but this is like inescapable. I I feel like they were basically unnecessary lines. I was starting to say it's on the nose. It's on the Pinocchio end of a grown nose. It's so blatant. And one of them, I think, is just straight Look, I'm the spy. That whole subplot is
1: ridiculous. He's demoted by Richard E. Grant. Why is he now mad at... He's still mad at Kylo Ren. Fine.
0: And by the way, that guy... That Hux is a... Like the bad guy in episode eight. Yeah. I mean that's another giant retcon, but all of a sudden he's working for the resistance. And I get it, it's not he's working for the resistance as he's working against Kylo Ren, but he's working for Kylo Ren all episode eight, by the way. Think about how ridiculous that character is. He is giving the Hitler
1: speech at the end of The yeah. Force Awakens. Then he is just a comic relief character because Ryan Johnson hates him. And now, you know, because he has he's somewhere in the middle,
0: he is a comic. Just de ex, ex machina in imagine, this movie. Imagine that character going home and his wife being like, how was your day, sweetie? After all he's been treated in these last three <laughs> episodes, it's been a day. J.J. Abrams
1: is <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about you so much right. that I'm just going to shoot you dead. You're done. You're That's it. Shot dead. Richard E. Grant killed you.
0: You're done. I, I will admit, of the three lines I have the biggest issue with that with the I'm the spy whatever. Like, you think you're the spy after you just shot these stormtroopers dead that were gonna execute us, but fine. Whatever it's Star Wars, I, I'm more forgiving about. I was wrong. When Luke said that, my skin fucking crawled. There was a group of teenage boys, young 20-something boys in front of me that literally were high-fiving when he said this and were like, Do you get it? Do you get it? like they actually said, Do you get it? As if it was look. I think this is awfully condescending. Ryan Johnson should never answer a call from Disney ever again for the rest of his life. Wow. Because the fact that that line, Luke saying that, being so blatant, got through multiple rounds of edits and final drafts, that signifies to me that these are people with a vendetta against episode eight. Yeah. And it wasn't just enough. We start this movie leaving these red planets and leaving these red galaxies behind. And I thought that was a nice, subtextual, respectful way to say, look... Episode eight's in the past. We're not gonna, things are gonna change. That was then and this is now. And that was, you know, you leave it behind. And I thought that was nice and I thought that was touching. I thought that's all, all we're gonna do. To have Luke come out, Ghost Luke, who's back also, by the way, here, and basically say everything that I preached in episode eight, my entire being of my character that was constructed in that movie. Fuck that guy. I, he's an idiot. I, that's so
1: disrespectful to me. And, and Here's what makes it even worse. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. The whole point and the whole reason why fans are mad was because Luke was wrong. Because Luke was not the type of person to want to kill Kylo. Because that's not my Luke, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker wouldn't want to kill a kid. And at the end of the movie, Luke is proven wrong. Really, at the end of Act 2, and so his act of contrition at the end of The Last Jedi is to allow Rey to become the last Jedi because he heroically sacrifices himself and dies. Yes! So, he is saying there, ironically, I was wrong, then I was wrong. I probably shouldn't have done that.
0: (laughs) And then he's proven wrong later on by his whole... Fine! Even if you want to go that step and say the Luke thing is okay... This property is such a derivative of every major... It's like they sat around the table... And J.J. And Abrams was like, look, we got to get the hardcore fans back on our sides. What other major motion picture have groups of devoured fans that we can woo over and bring in? And we have The Matrix, like I said, where you have the Coliseum of Mr. Smiths at the end there. Yep. Meets Episode 6 with Emperor Electric Fingers being back. Meets Endgame because uh, not only with the I Am Iron Man end line there, but there, there's More of Us Poe, which is basically on your left cap for Avengers Endgame at the end there thinks they're done.
1: It's really the end of every uh, major battle of the gods. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, the bad guys are up now and you're dead. No, you're not. You're too powerful. No, you're more powerful. Right. And it's it's the end of Wonder Woman. It's the end of a lot of things.
0: And and you have Dunkirk in this. Look at all these these citizens uprising and coming together. They're just people forming together. And then you have also, like I said, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, you have all these blatant... (sighs) You know, I understand movies borrow from each other, but these all seemed extremely on the nose. I, I can't get over how lazy it is. It's, yeah, it's just, you're right. I argued with you at first when you said that. And I, I do still think it's forced to service a, a group of fans that they were afraid of losing for whatever reason. But it, it, it does scream of, of laziness.
1: You're I right. Mean, those group of fans, if you didn't like Episode 8, then you should demand something clever in Episode uh, 9. Yes! An original. Yes, and, and, yes. and something that you really want. And, and, and that's, But that's the problem. That's a lot a of them in- just want the old. But that's a testament to the original Star Wars. The original Star Wars was so groundbreaking. Mm. It really was yeah. groundbreaking. And it, Nominated for Best Picture. Unbelievable. So we have to talk about Ben's death and then the, the title of the movie. Yeah, right? the
0: only main character we actually do lose of consequence is a death that, to me, makes no sense.
1: And, and I'll be honest with you. I don't like this at the end of The Last Jedi. I don't like the fact that Luke dies when he exerts power. When there's a
0: big power explosion... Yeah. He dies. Is it him dying or is it him becoming pure energy and he's part of the force now? Whatever. The the antagonism is
1: able to just exert huge (laughs) spectacles of power throughout this whole thing. And there's supposed to be two sides of a coin. This is supposed to be
0: dualism. Yes. But it's not dualism. No. Well, the problem I have, right, is so Ben's a Jedi without even training? Well, but he's
1: all right. Fine. He's trained by the Sith. He's got power. We know Ben's got power. But isn't a Jedi akin to all that is good and holy? He he's been have, good for ten minutes. He doesn't have Ray's power. He never healed himself. He had to get the robots to heal him before. Great point. So it's not like he's ever pr- shown us that he's practiced the healing power.
0: R- regardless of how we interpret it, I think the bottom line is he's not on the level of Ray and Luke, right? He's so not he, on the she, level. he does. Why does he have that
1: death? I don't know why he has that power. I don't know... I guess exerting a power that he just learned too much would kill him because it killed Luke in the last movie. But again, this is like the one of the worst things about the whole Jedi thing. Like, I, why at their best moment do you have to kill him? Especially when they're self-sacrificing themselves. Like It
0: doesn't make sense to me. I don't... I didn't understand that at all in this movie. I just don't... Maybe I'm not smart enough. I don't understand why he... Left or, or it's because there's, he's, they're
1: self-sacrificing themselves. I guess that you have to make it a dilemma. It's a forced dilemma. Again, it's lazy
0: writing. Anyone in this world can just choose to perish into nothingness and drop their clothes off. Yeah, I, like I don't.
1: I think they're misconstruing what Obi Wan did at the end of the I first. I agree. Obi Wan w- was not going to win. Right. And it, 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 honestly, if he was just a, a bag of meat that it t- took get, losing the lightsaber battle with darth vader he would have you know created a better diversion than to turn it to mist and then okay now darth vader can turn his attention to the to the escaping
0: you know friends of obi-wan kenobi so obi-wan goes into luke right his essence luke's essence goes into ray ben's essence goes into ray ray <laughs> So Rey literally is all the Jedi. So Rey is the most powerful... That's new stuff. And by the way... For the movies, at least. Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren having the same death as Luke proves that Luke wasn't wrong about staying on the island... Because if you follow it logically... So Luke was wrong about staying on the island, he says in this movie. But he wasn't wrong because being on the island is what made him aid the rebels in escaping in Episode 8. But because he wasn't wrong and aided them, he achieved enlightenment and became Ghost Luke because he was full Jedi Master, pure energy, whatever, exertion from not being wrong. And even though J.J. has Luke say he was wrong, he's proven to not be wrong by Ben, who never trains or attempts to learn the ways of the Jedi at all, because Ben fades into pure Master Jedi jedi energy dust in the exact same way luke did so luke was right to stay on the island and ben became a jedi without trying is what this movie is trying to make me believe that's my interpretation anyway
1: checkmate trolls (laughs) no i think it's bottom line is that luke did a heroic thing in the same way that this guy's doing a heroic thing he's using a different power but he's expending they're both expending powers that they didn't really work on to the point where they could kill themselves
0: is ben solo a
1: jedi I don't know right. what, what you classify him as. <laughs> That's my question. Yeah, I, I don't understand. He's turned back to the light side. Yes, agree. And he has Jedi powers. Agree. So I don't know. We him, <laughs> are we in a relationship or are we not in a relationship? You, you it's might, complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. We're not labeling.
0: We're not putting labels on it. All right, let's get to the final the uh, here, Mike, where uh, you, you want to change your name. So I'm
1: giving this the best the conference room could come up with award. <laughs> Because they really couldn't come up with shit. Yeah. All right. We, we love the sound of the title going in. Yes. But we literally we cannot figure out how to work the rise of Skywalker as a title into this. We did maybe it's Leia, maybe it's Luke. No, Luke was the last movie. We wanted to call it this, and we waited to the very end scene to give a rationalization.
0: So I just saw the happen. back of my head, my eyes rolled so Can you hard?
1: imagine the guy at the conference that was like, what if she just says her name is Skywalker? <laughs> like with a sandwich in his mouth? <laughs> that is the laziest, dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't She get just it. changed her name to this surrogate parents that are really brother and sister. Thanks for reminding me of that again, yeah. guys. That was the last thing you, you retconned. I mean, they're smooching in the first movie, and then they're brother and sister in the second movie, but... Those feelings have a place. D- a- d- d- no, they don't! A- it's, it was wrong from the
0: jump. You're assholes to make us go through that gamut of emotions. Incest you, you were... has a place. What? <laughs> Can I say, too, everyone was like, oh, I lost it when Ray and Ren kissed. Like, I my skin crawled because all I could think about was Luke and Leia. And I was like, wait, these two aren't siblings, but it's obviously reminiscent of the when but they are siblings. That makes it so much worse! <laughs> it makes it
1: so much worse. Like, she's, like ugh. Oh, yes. That's she's exactly. taking the family name. Like, Is that like a, a surrogate marriage? It like been a marriage because it was abusive.
0: Yeah, it's We're, basically making out with your stepbrother at this
1: point. Or she's taking the name and then, okay, she retroactively
0: made out with her stepbrother. J.J. Abrams spent the last two months just harvesting Pornhub. With- <laughs>
1: Is what is wrong with him? What is wrong with him? This is so awkward and skin-crawling, and I couldn't run out of the theater fast enough to pee. I was the first person out of that theater, and I sat in the top row.
0: <laughs> it's true. I... <laughs> Look, I think we all can agree that we're not going to work for Bad Robot anytime soon. No, we're not. Probably not Kathleen Kennedy either, but that's fine. I am... I, um disheartened i am so i'm not even i mean you clearly of the two of us are the bigger star wars fans so maybe i'll I'll give you the last word here because i want to hear i mean you love this franchise like many people do this was such a miss do you have hope for the future? Obviously, it's going to make money, even though not as much, but... Well, John Favreau's already doing a better job with the whole franchise,
1: with The Mandalorian. He's doing yep. something new. It's an adventure, a uh, serialization of an adventure story again and again and again. We're getting a new adventure every time, and it's fun. So he's already doing something cool with the franchise, so I'm in. And, you know, and, and Ro- Rogue One was like a total crazy patch job that they succeeded with, right? And I'm sure if I rewatch Solo, if I rewatch this movie, there are goods delivered. You're going to find some highlights. There's highlights. I mean, I'm fresh off. I'm coming off it where I'm really angry about the whole experience. But maybe that's a spoiled kid, just angry. And, you know, I I give people shit for not liking The Last Jedi and being overly negative. I'll admit right now that I'm probably overly negative on The Rise of Skywalker at this moment. All that being said, I have to be honest with you and tell you how I feel and it's an F-minus. You fail, you stole my money, and I would not allow you to steal my money again. I I made the joke earlier, if you do this 13 or 14 more times, I'm coming back. I'm watching the next every Star Wars movie. You got me as a lifelong fan because of the good you have done. I'm also a Knicks fan, though. Glutton for punishment. I'm a glutton for punishment. But this is... like is this two in a row? Solo and then this one? What came out for... uh, Yeah, Solo and then this one. The last two movies
0: have been terrible, in my opinion. Man, that's the, the F-. <laughs> minus. Stunning, stunning revelation. Uh, I gave it a hard C. A seventy-four. I, I echo what you said in that. Yeah, we're probably overreacting. My real grade is probably a C minus because it's so good. I, yeah, stuff. I would imagine.
1: If I, if I have to be honest, I, I played that for effect.
0: But. Well, playing it for effect is where I was going with this. Like, yes, we are giving these kind of our first instincts and lashing out, but that's also Star Wars. Like, that's we would do the same with an Avengers movie. That's, as much as some people say these aren't meant to be analyzed, and maybe a part of that is true because you are meant to go on feel because they do make you yeah. feel so much, and that's part of the fun of this, and this just made me feel bad. I and now that, retconning everything is one thing, but especially retconning the one thing I was hopeful they wouldn't, and like, The idea that anybody can be touched by the force Mm -hmm. is really cool to me. And the idea that the force and this whole war is about really, what, two families. So it's Romeo and Juliet? Like, why isn't Ray's last name Montague, you know? I I hate that. I hate, it makes the world so much smaller. It makes me feel like there's no, I can't become a Jedi. My family's not that, you know? And that's supposed to be the The royalty. Exactly. You're supposed to buy into these for relatability, for ironically hope's sake it's supposed to help you get through times and i hate it i i i I really disliked a lot of things about this i disliked all of the retconning uh you know it's pretty because it's a star wars movie and it's a disney movie there are some goods but my feeling which is what we go off of with these big blockbuster franchise pieces like star wars my feeling is a bad one is a sour one I, i i did not have fun at the theater whatsoever it
1: took me a little longer to realize I was just hating this movie because I was forgiving it early. Mm-hmm. Like, and you said, you kind of like, right. Some yeah, yeah. The point. first
0: hour I was in,
1: I was sooner than that or I was starting to turn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, once this movie, once I turned on this movie,
0: I was I right. Was That's the same, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Uh... So cats is next. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do this to ourselves? Merry Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Obviously, look, yell us down. Tell us how wrong we are. If you embrace this and love this, we understand, again, we understand there are good and decent Star Wars fans out there who love this movie. I know the In Session guys. A lot of uh, them, they were very high on it. I get it i i don't see how but you know that's i respect their opinion i respect anyone's opinion that's going to come out to us and tell us why we're wrong or what we misinterpreted and i look forward to hearing it um just understand that mike and i are right but that's fine you can leave us those <laughs> thoughts comments questions concerns we are mike mike and oscar on facebook mike mike and oscar on instagram at mm and oscar on the twitter machine mike mike and oscar at gmail.com.com and on reddit we are available everywhere you hear podcasts michael tell the good people aside from cats what's on the horizon for mmo and what are some words of wisdom to the <laughs> (laughs) the final chapter in the Skywalker saga with. We got Oscar Race Checkpoint
1: coming at you next week, probably just before Christmas. We're we're planning a Monday recording for that for uh, sometime Tuesday. Uh, One of us or if not both of us will review the two popes. Uh, We're going to start having guests on that show coming coming up throughout uh, award season here. We got the the Golden Globes coming very soon. We got BAFTA nominations coming. We got uh, obviously the Oscar nominations after that when we transition into all our category overview podcasts, which are a lot of fun where we just handicap, you know, those lists of Oscar nominations basically, you know, for a whole month. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But Michael, my words of wisdom is I'm finally going to reveal my last name. Oh,
0: oh, good. This is a big moment. Michael. Yeah. Obama. <laughs> just I want just be. because I wanted to Just because. <laughs> Michael Obama. I'm, Obama <laughs> I'm an Obama now. I'm an Obama now because I can't. Uh, Guys, when reality or the film's logic sucks, you can come watch other movies with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness. Uh, We'll see you for cats. See you for cats. (laughs) See See ya.